This is HPR episode 2829 entitled Discussion Around Fair Use Clips on HPR. It is hosted by various hosts and is about 23 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is a request for comments on not publishing clips with known fair use samples. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Ken Fallon begin message. Hi all. Under safe harbor provisions, we as volunteers are usually insulated from any copyright issues that may arise in these shows. We do not vet, edit, moderate or in any way censor any of these shows on the network. We trust you to do that. This we got by accident because this is a long-standing tradition arising from the fact that HPR is a community of peers who believe that any host has as much right to submit shows as any other http slash slash hacker public radio org stuff underscore you underscore need underscore to know php hash not moderated in the show notes associated with hpr 2829 on 2019-0606 the host included the following text for all included materials if anyone feels they have right to any material in this show please let me know and i will comply this violates the HPR upload policy http slash slash hacker public radio org stuff underscore you underscore need underscore to know php hash permission. Never include content, for example music, in your show that you do not have permission to redistribute. Try to avoid using any content in your show that cannot be redistributed under a Creative Commons attribution share alike 3.0 imported license. If you are redistributing under another Creative Commons license or by arranged permission please make note of the restrictions when you upload your show. We can then signal that so that others who redistribute HPR content can filter your show out. As it was clear that they were not in compliance, I contacted the host. The host has been very helpful and has already removed some of the content but commented there are still two audio clips included. I claim I can use them on the basis of fair use principles. Well the host may be correct, if they are not, then it is me and not the host that will be held responsible for posting it. I do not want that responsibility. Under the current HPR rules I am allowed to reject the submission. Before I do, I would appreciate as much feedback as possible on this topic so that we can gauge the opinions of the HPR community as a whole. Regards, Ken, and Message. Mike Ray replied to this message. Begin message. If you are in any doubt at all about it, and your head might be on the block if it violates any rules, then reject it. Erring on the cautious side is the best policy here. And there are plenty of things to podcast about on HPR without needing to resort to including potentially copyrighted audio clips. A few days ago I was thinking about a podcast about the BBC shipping forecast. But I rejected the idea since I can hardly talk about the shipping forecast without playing the sailing by tune which always plays before it at 1am. 
but that is no doubt copyright, so I won't do it. End message. Cobra 2 replied to my gray. Begin message. I disagree with the be cautious motif. Post the show. Let the copyright holder do their diligence in protecting their brand. Comply with the DMCA request if slash when it is delivered. We are not here to follow the letter of the law. We are here to spread knowledge and inspire others to try new things. Now that being said, I hate background music through a show. If the content in question is played during the background of the show and is not a live performance, kill it with fire. My two cents. Cobra to end message. There were several replies to this message. Ken Fallon replied to Cobra to begin message. Hi Cobra 2. Can I assume then that you will accept legal responsibility for any actions resulting from this show? Regards. Can end message. Cobra 2 replied to that with. Begin message. As a member of this community, I will support the host's privilege to upload content. I will also comply with any illegal fallout except paying fines and royalties. I'll even support removing the content of the host should the copyright holder request that properly with a DMCA takedown notice. Is that accepting legal responsibility? Probably not, and just thinking back to the older days of RFA and what they would have posted it. Cobra 2 end message. Mike Ray replied to Cobra 2. Begin message. This email clearly states that Cobra would not accept any illegal responsibility of a show containing copyrighted material. Therefore for him her to say just do it, is not acceptable. Big copyright holders have much deeper pockets than any of us, and are likely to defend copyright with considerable aggression and tenacity. So, reject it. And watch as HPR does not fade away because we rejected one or two shows out of hundreds. End message. Yannick replied to Ken's asking Cobra to will you will accept legal responsibility. Begin message. Hi Ken. Fair use is such a fuzzy notion, based solely on the goodwill of the rights holder, and very often has to be defended by lawyers. We as a community and you as an individual do not have the resources both time and money to risk illegal action. Hence, I would suggest you reject the show. Yannick. End message. Mike Ray also replied to Ken's asking Cobra to will you will accept legal responsibility. Begin message. This is HPR, not the BBC and not a music channel. I too don't like music over the podcast, but then again I don't like any HPR podcast that departs from the hacker, part of the name. I currently delete more than I listen to, so, if you are fiddling about with an electric guitar you hacked by restoring it after it was found in a dumpster, then all well and good, if you are showing off your piano thingy that seems to be played by some kind of digital ghost of the long dead composer Jeezer, then all well and good. But if you are playing somebody else's music while you are on about something not connected with the music that is playing, why is the music there? Leave that to the big broadcasters who are willing to pay to use the stuff. And it is no good saying the equivalent of publish and be damned if it is not your head that will roll if it is picked up. Ken and Dave, and probably others, already do more than can reasonably be expected of them for HPR. They certainly don't need any risk, however small, of following foul of the DMCA. How much will HPR be damaged if the occasional cast is pulled for containing doubtful material? How much will HPR be damaged if hosts just accept they can't play any copyrighted stuff? I suggest hardly at all. Let's keep hacking and stop trying to impersonate the BBC or NPR.
Although it would be hard to convince anybody HPR is BBBC unless we suddenly have Nigel Farage on every podcast. End message. That was the end of that thread. Plot 2 replied to the main thread. Begin message. This demonstrates the inferiority of non-creative commons content. We are all left to our own interpretation of fair use. Some say there is legally no such thing at all. I believe we must reject the episode on the basis that we could be placing our hosting provider at risk. If we want to encourage the episode host to go rogue and post it on his her own server, then we can do that. Or we can encourage the host to use CC licensed material. We must protect our hosting provider and the volunteers who might be seen as BEIBG illegally responsible. Don't like it. Push CC licensing this is the route I prefer, or set up a pirate server yourself and continue to empower those using copyright as cultural blackmail. End message. James Dobbs replied to the main thread, begin message. Reading the notes and responses, I agree with the cautious approach. While I agree with the sentiments that fair use may cover it, the resources of HPR are limited. Even the trouble of having to redact something submitted is a heavy burden. Since we are community-submitted, giving sway to requirements would allow a contributor to submit a Trojan horse episode that could cause significant headaches. To quote an old phrase, abuse it and lose it. I want to see HPR for a long time. End message. Kevin O'Brien replied to the main thread, begin message. It violates the policy, so I would reject it. You have to pick your battles, and I don't see why it is important for HPR to potentially get into a copyright dispute. Fair use is not, in the U.S., right recognized by any statute. It is best understood as the right to hire a lawyer. And the very fact that it has been brought up for discussion may invalidate the safe harbor defense since there is no way you could claim you were unaware of the copyright violation. End message. Dossman replied to Kevin O'Brien. Begin message. Does anyone have an example where a DMCA takedown notice resulted in anything more than emotional aggravation assuming immediate compliance with the notice? Ken's the one who would have to deal with any fallout, so really it's his call. At the same time, considering all the egregious copyright violations myself and others who contributed to twat and the packet sniffers committed which have gone unnoticed for over a decade, this seems like a mountain made out of a molehill. But then again I haven't heard the offending program so this may be a wholly uninformed opinion. This is my two cents, please choose to disregard at will. Thanks, Dossman. End message. Ken Fallon replied to Dossman. Begin message, begin quote from Dossman. Does anyone have an example where a DMCA takedown notice resulted in anything more than emotional aggravation assuming immediate compliance with the notice? End quote. A DMCA takedown notice would not even happily hear as we intentionally are posting infringing material. If it was not mentioned in the show notes, we would not have known and if the DMCA takedown came, I would have just done so. No problem. There is a small industry of lawyers sending ISPs customers letters demanding settlement sums in the 110k region. The logic is that people are more likely to settle than go to court. HTTPS slash slash dot dot go con slash Q sending plus threatening plus letter plus copyright plus infringement ampersandia equals web. Begin quote from Dossman, Ken's the one who would have to deal with any fallout, so really it's his call. At the same time, considering all the egregious copyright violations myself and others who contributed to twat in the packet sniffers committed which have gone unnoticed for over a decade and quote. 
Back in the twat days and before there was no way to ever get noticed, because the process of copyright enforcement was not automated. It is now, https slash slash and wikipedia.org wiki slash shizm underscore application. Ken. End message. Kevin O'Brien replied to Ken. Begin message. Sounds to me like a no-brainer at this point Ken, you have answered your own question. End message. Dossman replies to Ken with. Begin message. Dossman. While monitoring services similar to Shazam do work, if the offending content is brief and does not start and end with the main body of the clip, my experience is that it will not see it. But then again, the offending content I still have on YouTube predates automated scanning, so maybe they only scan new stuff and ignore all old content. I don't know with certainty. All I'm saying is don't let the boogeyman scare you from doing your thing. The man always wants you to believe he's all-knowing and all-powerful despite this never being true. There's a balance between taking reasonable actions to avoid litigation and legitimate fair use. But like I said, I also strongly appreciate that I'm not the one that has to deal with the current issue, so I'm not throwing down a gauntlet or anything, just making a case for fair use. Thanks, Dossman. End message slash. Carl DeHuman replied to the main thread. Begin message. I'm really conflicted about this. I'm firmly in the camp of reject this submission, for two reasons. 1. I don't want something to jeopardize the future of HPR2. I don't want to put into work or stress on Ken he does so much for the community already. However, I'm very upset that I can't think of a better solution. The current climate of copyright litigation has a tremendously chilling effect on free speech. I absolutely believe that content creators who wish to profit from their work should have the ability to do so. But it's also essential that the public be allowed to criticize it including parody and reasonable except. We're caught in the middle, having to choose between censorship and risking everything the community has built. I wish there were a better option, but I think we have to reject the show. Hopefully the host would be willing to resubmit the show including his commentary about the works but omitting the excerpts perhaps linking to them. Landir. End message. S-T-A-N-K-D-A-W-G replied to the main thread, begin message. I would need to know what the material was in the context to determine if it falls under fair use. And also even with that info it would be my best guess just from experience. Easy solution is the show creator voluntarily clean it up if possible. Since I don't know the context that may not be realistic without ruining the intent of the show, I am hoping there is a solution that makes that decision easy. If not then, as much as it sucks, we have to not get ourselves mostly Ken and I and mostly me more than Ken, in trouble legally or financially. I saw some fair about about low chance to get caught in the thoughts that the punishment would be slap on the wrist and just take it down. But if they get aggressive and push to court then I just cannot afford it even if we are right about fair use and when the court costs alone would break me. Sorry. Not worth the risk. I appreciate the contribution and do not want to discourage the submissions. But it is too dangerous. And for the record, no one else can voluntarily accept responsibility. It falls back to me as site owner no matter what. End message. Cobra 2 replied to STANKDAWG begin message. That sums it up for me. I have an opinion but we as a community are just not going to be able slash willing to fund the illegal fallout that could occur. I leave my vote in the hands of the side admins and their risk levels. Cobra 2. End message. Ken replied to Cobra 2. Begin message. Cobra 2. 
Remember that our policy is also a commitment to anyone using our feed. I know there are downstream projects like college radio, workplaces, shops etc. that are using our feed. They would not need to buy a public music license, for feeds contains asterisk only asterisk creative commons content. I know this is strictly enforced in Ireland, any venue where the public would have access would need a license. They brought in one a case where where a business was not playing any music in their public-facing shop, but the public was exposed to the music playing in the workshop via bathroom window. We need to keep this in mind and be sure that we are not putting our listeners at risk as well. End message. Jason Scott also replied to Cobra 2. Begin message. Give it to me to host at Internet Archive. I'll take the he. Call it a bonus episode. End message. Nibble replied to the main thread. Begin message. With what I see happening on the YouTubes lately. Don't chance it with anything even remotely copyrighted. Deep pockets are basically writing bots to find and claim against content. Anything and everything it seems. Even if a content creator has copyright to all their work, how can they fight 1000 claims in court? They can't. I've played a guitar a few times on an episode. I'm intentionally not playing an actual song. Just a few chords. Unless the bots start claiming against GDA, only half joking. Do you? I know the conversation that spawned this discussion. I think the person on the other end is actually jazzed up and enthusiastic to jump into HPR full swing. And welcome. But, being new to the community at large maybe sit back a bit and take it all in for a while. We're all in this together. Nibble. End message. Nigel Verity replied to Nibble. Begin message. Sorry if my points have already been addressed. I think rightly, proud boast of HPR is that there is no editorial oversight or censorship of any episode. In other words, nobody listens to any episode to prove it or otherwise before it is made available for download. Does this have to change now? Perhaps an explicit rule from now on needs to be no music of any kind other than the approved header and footer jingles. It may even be possible to scan an episode to check whether that rule is being broken without anybody having to actually listen to it, thereby maintaining the general no-censorship principle. Of course copyrighted spoken word clips may be included, and I can't see any way of automating a check for that. There must surely be a level at which the website manager cannot be held responsible for copyright infringement. I could take the text of a presentation from some obscure conference, say, transcribed from a YouTube clip or some other source, and present it as all my own original work. How could Ken or anybody else be expected to detect or even check for that? There must be a point at which responsibility passes to the person posting the episode. Is there no concept for mitigating circumstances in these regulations? If not, then every single HPR episode presents a risk of unintended and annoying copyright infringement. While none of us would want to be on the receiving end, hopefully the regulations will be tested in court before too long and some real-world precedents set to act as benchmarks for what is reasonable and what is not. Nidge. End message. Dossman replies to Nidge. Begin message. Cut the baby in half. If the show shuts down then there's no need to worry about self-policing or even having to trust each other. It's the safest option. Dossman. End message. Lost Bronx replied to the main thread. Begin message. The question really isn't about this one episode, is it? This is really about policy. When it come to policy, I see the question in these terms.
Is there reasonable concern about the copyright of the content? I don't know about others, but the fact that this has become the subject of so much discussion answers that question for me, both for this situation and for any others in the future. If the content, in total, isn't released under some sort of shareable license, either through the intent of the copyright holder, or through the auspices of time and public domain, then how is this even a point of contention? End message. Carl D. Hamann replies to Lost Bronx. Begin message. Begin quote from Lost Bronx. The question really isn't about this one episode, is it? This is really about policy, end quote. Definitely. I think the last thing anyone wants is a system that requires individual episodes to be evaluated by the mailing list. I think Ken's question has two bigger questions that want answers. What's the simplest statement of a bright line test that an admin hour host can use to know whether a given show is awk? How can we best reconcile a, our ideal of accepting all shows of interest to hackers without censorship, with key, the necessity of abiding by the law of the land? The verbiage on the site http slash slash hacker public radio org stuff underscore you underscore need underscore to know php hash permission seems pretty clear to me you need explicit permission to include the content in your show i.e. written acknowledgement from the right holder preferably a formal license compatible with the overall license for the show just because your use of a work is fair and therefore allowed by law doesn't mean that it is without consequence or appropriate for every forum End message. Yannick replied to that with, Begin message. Just a quick word about fair use, in France and in Switzerland, that's not even in the law. It's just a gentleman's agreement. We all know how much gentle, the music industry can be. Yannick. End message. John Doe replies to Yannick. Begin message. In the US, it's about the same, sort of. It's a part of the law in terms of it being a doctrine, a guideline maintained by precedent, preceding judgments. Technically, that's still the law, but it's complicated overall. That in the very issue of copyright laws that effectively halt cultural expression are the reasons we have to have such discussions. End message. TechLibre replies quoting Lost Brunks. Begin message. I have to agree here. For HPR, rejecting copyrighted material in all of its Disney glory is elemental for two reasons. First, I see HPR as an exemplar of an ad hoc project that operates on 100% voluntary human interaction. That's heroic. Direct confrontation with the don't steal my idea crowd is not parallel with HPR's normal purpose. There's no tangible gain there. A link in the show notes sidesteps this whole problem. Leave the stuff where it is. There are plenty of episodes where this has been done and some I recall where that was explicitly mentioned. End message. Donny Hughes replied to the digest thread. Begin message. Regarding the copyright material, I totally agree with the sentiment of the good for the community not one individual contributor. It is very clear in the submission guidelines that you must own or have the permission of the owner to redistribute any content in your show. My vote is to ask that the copyright music is removed before publication, and if the contributor isn't willing to do this then reject the offending content. Donny Hughes. End message. Ken concludes with. Begin message. Hi all. I would like to thank you all for chipping into this discussion. And please continue to discuss it. The host has delivered two versions of their show. The edited version without the fair use content will be posted on AHPR. It will however be posted to different slot where we can enjoy the content without being influenced by this discussion.
The unedited version will be passed on to Jason for posting on EIWA. I intend to post a text-to-speech version no complaining anyone of the audio of this discussion into the slot originally intended for this show. End message. Thank you for listening this was Lynn. And on a personal note, I waited and waited for a lot of Linux links to come back. Year went by and I waited. I remain true Mr. Yates. You abandoned me. What choice did I have? I had to move on. Sorry Dave. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.